Hello, and welcome back to the Distance Discipleship Podcast. I'm your host and also director of the Georgia Southern Wesley Foundation, Albert Williams III, and we're super excited to have you guys here. The whole purpose of this podcast is to evangelize, equip, and empower you to be faithful disciples of Jesus. And ultimately, we want to bring the far near. Today's episode is going to be diving in on the the topic of identity and, and what it looks like to have identity in Christ. And before we can know who we are, we have to know whose we are. So today's episode is going to focus heavy on whose I am. This entire I am series is just, like I said, it's, it's really on this identity and this identity in Christ and, and knowing that we belong to Christ, knowing that we belong to God and that he, he chooses us and that he loves us dearly. And out of that choosing and belonging, that that is ultimately what allows us to live the life that he's called us to live. So hear this episode, hear it afresh, hear it anew. Hope you enjoy it. Bye. Hello and welcome to the Distance Discipleship Podcast. And my name is Albert Williams, and I'm super excited to be with you guys today. I'm the director of the Georgia Southern Wesley. And today we're, we're going to be talking about just identity. We're walking through this series of I am. And it's a, it's a whole series of understanding who I am, as in who I am in Christ. So in, first, before we can go into anything, we have to figure out whose I am. And when we figure out whose I am, then I can talk about who I am and who, my, who I am in my identity in Christ and as he calls me to be. And so I'm super excited to, to share this with you guys. And, you know, this podcast is ultimately meant to evangelize, equip and empower you to be a faithful disciple of Jesus. And I hope that walking through this for these next two weeks that we can unpack this a little bit. Today, our main scripture is going to be coming from Psalm 100. But before we get into anything, let's pray. Dear God, we, we come here and we, we listen to these, uh, we listen to the scripture, we listen to your word, uh, and we just listen to what you have for us because we ultimately want to know whose we are, who we belong to. You are our Father. And in a world where we may feel as though that we don't belong anywhere, that we may feel like we're, we're not loved, that we may feel like we're unworthy, Lord, you call us worthy, you call us loved, you redeem us, and you reconcile us back to you, God. Lord, I just pray that the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart are pleasing to you, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. So today, we're talking about whose I am. Who, who, who's who do I belong to? There's a, a question I have for you, and it goes, you know, have you ever belonged to something? Whether it be a club, maybe it was chess club, maybe it was, uh, I hope not fight club, but maybe there was some kind of club. Maybe you were a part of, you know, in high school, maybe you're a part of this book club. Maybe you were a part of the club that made decisions for the yearbook. So you, you could have been a part of many different things. Maybe it was a part of sports. Maybe you were 
a part of the football team, basketball team, baseball. Maybe you were, you know, a part of the tennis team, wherever, you know, for me personally, I was a cheerleader back in the day, really enjoyed it. Or maybe, you know, you belong to a school. Since we're here at Georgia Southern, we all belong to Georgia Southern, whether by, you know, just us going here or because we truly love Georgia Southern and really say that's the school that I belong to. I am a fan of it. They are my people and I'm their people. Like we all, we're all in this together. When Georgia Southern loses, we all feel it. We all grieve, so on and so forth. So simply, the answer is yes. We, we all belong to something. Our scripture here uh, is from Psalms 100, Psalm 100, and it goes like this. Shout with joy to the Lord, all the earth, come before him singing with joy. Acknowledge that the Lord is God. He made us and we are his, we are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving. Go into his courts with praise. Give thanks to him. Praise his name. For the Lord is good and his unfailing love continues forever. And his faithfulness continues in each generation. This, this scripture is probably uh, one of the most beautiful things that I personally have read in the past few weeks. I've just been doing a lot of meditating and thinking through this and just thinking about whose we belong to. A lot of times we talk about, you know, belonging to God and we're all God's children. Uh, but we first, we, we first don't recognize that. We, we don't see that he claims us. I know the reason why I asked that question in the beginning, because I remember what it was like to, you know, belong to something because I chose it. It felt really nice to be like, man, I'm, I'm a part of this football team. I get to wear the jersey. I get to have the camaraderie. I get to, you know, be able to throw all this stuff on because I chose it. I remember what it was like to be in choir because, you know, I got to wear the tuxedo. I got the memories. I got to have all the inside jokes. It was fun. And we all want to belong to something, whether it's clubs, whether it's Greek life, discord, so on and so forth. We all want to belong to something. But the thing I saw that was very awesome about this is that we sing shouts of joy to God because we belong to him because he chose us. We belong to him. And in order for me to know who I am, I must first know whose I am. I know that I belong to God by his love and by his grace and his mercy. And I sing God's praises because I want to know how much he loves me. And I know that he loves me because of how much he cares for me. We know that we belong to God because of how he cares. In John chapter 15, verses 13 through 15, it goes like this. Greater love is no one than this, that someone would lay down his life for friends. You are my friends. If you do what I command you, no longer do I call you servants, for a servant does not know what his master is doing, but I called you friends, for all have heard from my father and have made known to you. The thing is, is that God calls us friends. And instead of us going, I choose you, he says, I choose you first. 
the, the very essence of God and knowing who God is and knowing what our identity is wrapped in is knowing that he loved us long before we could love him. This passage here is one of the best things that the disciples probably could have heard from Jesus. And a time of preparation where he's saying, hey, guys, it's been really good. I've really loved walking and talking and doing life with you for the past three years, but I am preparing to go away. Jesus is telling them that he is preparing to go to the cross and that he loves them dearly, but he's got to go. And they're going, why would you do that? That doesn't make any sense. I, I thought that we were supposed to walk and talk and do life together. I thought we were, gonna, we were supposed to do so much together, Jesus. I thought that we were supposed to do so many more miracles. We were supposed to go out and do everything. You were supposed to, you're, you're supposed to be the Messiah. Can't you just, you know, not die? But Jesus says that there is no greater love than for someone to lay down his life for his friends. The reason that we know that God cares about us is because he is willing and was willing and will always forever willing to die for us. Jesus thinks that you are to die for before you can even do anything to convince him otherwise. Jesus, from the beginning, said, I love you this much. He stretched his arms on that cross and ultimately said, I'm doing this because I love you. Jesus doesn't simply say this is a good idea. He doesn't go, yeah, if you just, you know, if you feel like trusting me, then I might feel like trusting you. No, Jesus says, I, I love you. No questions asked. Done. Signed. Delivered. It's, it's, I've got this. I love you. I choose you. And so for us, we now get to know what it's like to be loved. We know what it's like to belong to something. And through Christ, we belong to God and in, in his family. If we go up just a few verses in John chapter 15, verses 1 through 15, it says it's like this. I am the true vine and my father is the vine dresser. Every branch is in me that does not bear fruit he takes away and every branch that does bear fruit he prunes and makes it bear more fruit you already are clean because of the word that i have spoken to you abide in me and i in you and as the branches cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine neither can you unless you abide in me I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he is in, he is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is thrown away like a branch and withers and the branches are gathered and thrown into the fire and burned. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. By this, my Father is glorified, that you bear much fruit and so prove to be my disciples. As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept the, my Father's commandments and abide in his love. We have been called to abide in Jesus, and abiding in Jesus, we now he now abides in us. And being so close that we couldn't possibly be closer. 
That is what it means to belong. Sometimes we want to have physical things that just make us close. We want to have physical things that make us belong. But Jesus says, abide in me closer than close. That even if there was a way to physically be closer, that it wouldn't be possible. Abiding means this deep indwelling and allowing him to permeate into your heart. One of the very awesome things that I learned in one of my classes in seminary is that it talks about how John, the disciple whom Jesus loved, was so close, was so near, were so inter, just right there with Jesus, that it was no way to get physically closer. Ultimately, that's why, you know, he refers to himself as the one, the disciple whom Jesus loved, but also because there was no other way to be, he wanted to be that close to Jesus that it was like, if he went anywhere, he went with him and vice versa. John didn't want to go anywhere without Jesus. And so the thing for us is that now we know whose we are and we have been grafted into the family. We want to be that close to Jesus. We don't want to go do anything without Jesus because ultimately he says, you're mine. And I don't know about you, but I don't think there's any other feeling that could make us feel that loved. A, a feeling that could make me feel that known. Then someone reaching out and saying, I choose you. And by abiding into his commandments of loving one another and abiding in his word and abiding in his grace and his love and his mercy and allowing him to ultimately change me from the inside out. And from there, I can learn a lot more about who I am and who I'm supposed to be and exactly how Jesus wants me to live. So for you, how can you feel confident in knowing that you belong to Jesus? How has Jesus grafted you in? I know for me, the, the greatest feeling that I had in college and honestly, you know, in life before I could even recognize what it meant to really belong to something, it, it felt really nice to belong to the Wesley. Like I said, time and time again, I'm a product of the Wesley. I, I, I went from my freshman year and I basically have been a part of a Wesley and a campus ministry since. And to be grafted into that family and instead of me saying, you know, I might choose you or I hope they choose me or I hope I, I just, from the moment I was there, I was grafted in and I was welcomed and I felt as though that I belong because God chose me. And ultimately, that Wesley chose me. For you sitting here, out here, or maybe listening to this podcast, you belong to Wesley. You may feel as though that you're, you're far off, but you've been grafted in. And the way to, to continue in that is just to abide. Abide in where Jesus is calling you to go. Abide in his love and abide in his commandments. Abide in the truth that he speaks into your life and abide in exactly how he wants you to live. 
And there you will understand what it means to belong and ultimately know whose you are. There was this saying that I, I truly loved when I was in youth ministry, and there was a friend of mine, and she said, remember who you are and whose you are. And then before we can know who we are, we have to know whose we are. And I hope and I pray that after listening to this, that you know whose you are. You are God's. You, you, you belong to God. He loves you and he chose you. He chose you. The reason why we sing praises is not because, oh, thank you, Jesus, that I chose you, but instead, thank you, Jesus, because you chose me. And so for us as a community, how can we live as the body of Christ and receive people into this family? What does it mean to belong together in community? Because ultimately, Jesus is continuing to graft us in together in this body so how do we extend that to others? What does it look like to belong to Wesley? And how can we show whose we are and that we belong to Christ as a community? Jesus tells us to love one another and to love him. Two simple things, to love God and love neighbor. And that is how we show whose we are and who we belong to. And ultimately, we get to know who we are through that. Let's pray. God, I thank you for uh, just the, this opportunity to, to be here. And Lord, we're, we're thankful. We come to you with, with open hands and open hearts and open minds and loving and abiding in you and your grace and in your mercy. Lord, allow us to know that we belong to you because you have called us. And Lord, that you have grafted us in to your family. Lord, I pray that everyone listening to this just knows how deeply they love, they are loved by you because you cared so much that you would go to the cross, that you would bear the burden because you loved us and because you deeply cared about us. Lord, I thank you for all that you do, all that you continue to do, and all that you will do. Holy Spirit, go before us and allow us to be true agents of change by showing whose we are. Father, I thank you for all the, the many times that where we felt as though that we didn't belong that you reminded us, that you called us to be your children. I pray all these things in your name. Amen.